Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another episode of Figures of Sport with Brando and Friends. I'm your host, Brando. Um, unfortunately, for this episode, we will not be having a guest. Um, and I apologize for not putting out the episodes on time this week. Um, you know, if you've uh, seen the the uh, you know my the the podcast bio, um, I am a college student, so this has uh, been a very very busy week for me. Um, but I'm actually going to try and do my best to crank out three episodes um, by Friday. Um, this one, I'm really excited for this one. Um, so we're going to jump right in because I don't want to waste any type of time because I want to be able to give you guys the content that you guys deserve. So um, we're going to jump right in and, and uh, I'm man, I am so excited to talk about baseball right now. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how this goes. Um, but football, let's start with football. Um, this past week's action, we, uh, we're we going to start off with the Patriots at the Redskins. Patriots took that one 33-7. Brady had 348 yards, three touchdowns, an interception. Edelman had 110 yards and a touchdown, and Sonny Michaud had 91 yards and a touchdown. Uh, really just another runaway game for the Patriots. Um uh, yeah, there's really not much to uh, probably say there because this Patriots team, I could definitely see them, uh, you know, doing this to a lot of their opponents this year. You know, I, I think that the Patriots have, um, you know, with losing Antonio Brown, I think that they lost, although they did lose a star receiver, uh, this is a team that is is like a, a well-oiled machine, you know, and, and uh, they, you know, they basically, you know, had a little mishap and with uh, with Antonio Brown, but you know they they went to the shop and they got fixed right up and they're back in business. You know, I, I, the Patriots have, I mean, with the addition of Antonio Brown, they probably would have been um, offensively the biggest powerhouse because you know you have Tom Brady. I know Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, but uh, Tom Brady to Antonio Brown is is a legendary combination. So. Uh, but as I was saying, you know, they lost Antonio Brown, and and I don't, they don't really seem to uh, be affected by it at all, you know. And I'm very, very impressed uh, with this Patriots team starting five and zero the way they have, and I'm I'm very excited to see that the some of the tests that they're going to have to face down the season. Uh, I don't believe this team is going to go undefeated, but I do believe they are going to have the best record in the uh, AFC. So we're gonna we're gonna watch and see how the season unfolds. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll continue to talk about this Patriots team, but uh, very big, very big on the Patriots. Um, definitely think that this could be another year for for them where they take home a, a, a championship. You know, I think um, we saw. We'll talk about it, but uh, later. But we did see some struggles from the Chiefs in, in their game this week. So, um, you know, Mahomes, although he did throw for over three hundred yards, you know, he was limited. So I think that. This Patriots team does have a chance to finish atop the AFC. Uh, but the next game we're going to talk about is the Bears at the Raiders. Uh, wow. Wow. That, wow. I mean, that was every Bears fan's perspective and thoughts uh, throughout the entire game. You know? Um, you go down 17-0 to the Raiders, and then you pull off this magnificent comeback where you score three touchdowns and... Then you give up a touchdown in the last quarter and you give up the game. I mean, what is that? Like, I, Chase Daniel 
231 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Look, this Bears team is not going to get anywhere with Chase Daniel as their starting quarterback. You know, um, until Trubisky comes back, their Bears are going to lose some games. And I, I really, really hate to say that because being from Chicago, it hurts me to even say it. Uh, but the Bears aren't going to be a good team without Trubisky because we see that even with Trubisky, they struggle. You know, with Trubisky, this team struggles to get the ball down the field. They struggle to move the ball at times. They struggle to get first downs. They heavily rely on their defense. You can't win a championship that way. You have to be balanced on both sides. And although the Bears have weapons, their quarterback fails to utilize them. It's, and that that is 100% true with Chase Daniel. Mitch Trubisky, at least his biggest flaw is his his arm, his deep ball isn't there, but he can, he's mobile. He'll get me a first down by running the ball. You know, once he hits his stride, he had a great year last year, but he needs to improve. When you're in a draft with Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and the Bears traded up to get you, you need to be performing at the same level these guys are playing because they were drafted way below you. Very disappointed in this Bears team right now. They should not have lost that game to the Raiders, um, you know, after pulling off that magnificent comeback. So very, very disappointed in this Bears team right now. Um, you know, very, very disappointed, man. Uh, but Derek Carr led the way for the, the Raiders, 229 yards, and then Josh Jacobs had 123 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so it was a pretty good game for the Raiders offensively, but uh, the next game we're going to talk about is the Bucks at the Saints. Bucks lost that game. Uh, Saints, Saints, uh, Saints quarterback Teddy Bridgewater had himself a hell of a game. Wow. Um, as I was saying, Saints win that 31-24. to Teddy Bridgewater had 314 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Michael Thomas had 182 yards and two touchdowns. And Bridgewater... This is a guy that people thought he was just going to manage, you know, be able to keep the boat afloat uh, with with uh, Drew Brees gone. But this was a guy who was formerly looked at as the, uh, you know, the future cornerstone quarterback of, of the, you know, Vikings future. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater had himself a hell of a game. You know, this is, I believe this is one of the first games that he's thrown four touchdowns since his breakout season with the Vikings. Amazing game from Teddy Bridgewater. The last few weeks, Teddy Bridgewater has been absolutely, um, you know, a very, very good quarterback. You know, he's been able to lead this Saints team with Drew Brees out to multiple wins, um, especially at home. You know, and, and that's a big thing that, you know, a younger quarterback, guy who's, uh, you know, who's not the starter, you, you expect him to at least kind of keep the boat afloat, basically so the Saints don't kind of uh, fall out of the uh, contention, you know, for, for a division title or for the playoffs. Um, and and we really just see, we really see him taking control of this, you know, and this is absolutely a great game for him. Uh, very, very, very uh, excited to see this Saints team kind of continue to play. Um, they are four and one, you know, and um, it's 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 really fun to see. So I'm excited to see how the Saints continue to perform throughout the season because I've been very impressed with um, 
you know, with Teddy Bridgewater in the last few weeks. So, um, you know, next game they're going to have is against the Jaguars in Jacksonville. So, um, as long as he plays similarly, similarly to how he's played um, throughout this season so far, I think that this team is going to be able to win that game um, with no, uh, no real issues. But um, we'll move on to the next game, which is the Vikings at Giants. Vikings really kind of took this game away, uh, 28-10. Kirk Cousins, I don't know, maybe he's been hearing a lot of people kind of chirp him a bit, but uh, 306 yards, two touchdowns, um, I mean, he, he performed He performed well. You know, he got his team to, a, to a, uh, a win, but at the same time, it is against the Giants. You know, so there's you can't really look um, at, 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 at that win as the biggest win possible for them. Um, but, you know, Dalvin Cook did have 132 yards, so it does look uh, better than how he did against that Bears defense. Uh, Adam Thielen had 130 yards, two touchdowns, and um, this Vikings team, with Adam Thielen throwing to the spotlight, it seems that more, um, you know, we're, we're starting to see a lot less of Stephon Diggs, and Stephon Diggs is a guy that, um, in my opinion, he, he's a really, he's a, he's a really good receiver. And I think that, you know, with the rise of Adam Thielen, um, Minnesota started to overlook Stefan Diggs. And I think that they're going to actually make a mistake when they do trade him because it's, I, I believe it's going to happen eventually. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a mistake. So I, I'm, I'm going to throw that out there now. That when Minnesota trades him, they're going to see it reflect in their wins and losses pretty heavily because um, having Stephon Diggs on the field is has, in my opinion, has a similar to, uh, effect to you know having um, like a like a one B or or uh, or even a two receiver. You know, um, Adam Thielen is obviously their one A. And, or their one, and then you know, as their number two, they have Stephon Diggs. But I think that the just the idea of having Thielen and Diggs, you know, lining up on the outside as your wide receivers, um, I really think that you know you you cause a little bit of worry, you know, with that that receiving core. And with Stephon Diggs gone, I think that there's going to be a slight decline in Adam Thielen's production because of the coverages he's going to start to see, but. Um, uh, and then on the, on the other side of the ball, New York had, did not have the greatest of the game. You know, Daniel Jones, we see him starting to have, you know, starting to really kind of, uh, get into, you know, real NFL games. And he, you know, 21 for 38 for 182 yards, a touchdown, a pick, and he was sacked four times. So, um, you know, Daniel Jones is since that first game that he started, we've, we've, uh, we see him slightly struggle. But um, I believe that eventually he's going to start to pick it up. Uh, the next game we're going to talk about is going to be the Jets at the Eagles. Eagles ran away with that one, 31-6. Carson Wentz had 190 yards, touchdown. Jordan How Howard had 62 yards in the touchdown. Uh, Zach Ertz led the way with the 57 yards and a touchdown for the Eagles. Um, you know, not, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of impressive defense from this Eagles team in this game. You know there was a there was an interception return for a score. 
a strip sack. Um, and, and this this Eagles defense really showed up to play. They moved to three and two. The Jets are zero and four. Um, I know a lot of guys, um, you know, on big media networks like Fox and ESPN, they really rave about Sam Darnold being a a, a hell of a talent. And I know, I know that the Jets aren't the ta- the most talented team. But what has Sam Darnold showed them that he hasn't showed me? I get it. I get it. You're a trained media personality. And, you know, you you maybe have an eye for this stuff. But in my opinion, and in the opinion of many, Sam Darnold doesn't pass that test. In my opinion. Like, I, I genuinely, you know, although Sam Darnold didn't play in this game, just saying off top of my head, you know, I don't understand what the, you know, what the the big, you know, idea that, that, that Sam Darnold is, is, you know, this quarterback that's going to lead the Jets to the promised land because I don't really believe that, you know. Even with Le'Veon Bell, I don't believe that, you know, um, at all, unfortunately. But, um, you know, for a guy who's, you know, for this year, I think he's only played one game, you know, is 175 yards and a touchdown, so it's not bad. But, you know, it's it's just, we, you know, we haven't seen him in over a month now, you know, and, and I think that, yeah, he did have 175 yards and a touchdown. We really, really need to see a good amount of growth from him. I need to see a good amount of growth from him before I can truly, truly say that he's a certain, you know, he's he's a certain quarterback, you know. Right now, not impressed. But um, I digress. We'll move on. Uh, we'll talk about the Ravens taking that game 26-23 to from the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Lamar Jackson had 161 yards, touchdown, three interceptions, 70 yards rushing, and Mark Ingram had a touchdown uh, as well. So um, Lamar Jackson on all three of those picks was targeting his uh, tight end, and obviously that didn't work out very well, but you know, the Ravens were still able to pull off this win, and, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, after coming off of, you know, um, you know, a week that he, you know, the week that we just saw him have, um, you know, it's a, it's a bit kind of frustrating to see him, you know, get to this point right now where he's throwing three picks, because you know he's doing the best that he possibly can, um, it's just not, you know, sometimes it's not there for him, you know, they, they, uh, as I said, they did win uh, that game, twenty-six to twenty-three, in overtime. Though in overtime, so they were they were forced to have to uh, you know play a little bit of extra time. On, and you know, overall though, it was a it was a it was a good game. You know, Pittsburgh had momentum coming off of their first win of the season at home, and you know, Baltimore had something to prove with you know taking that big loss to Cleveland the week before. So. I definitely, definitely would say that this was a a a, uh, a good game to watch. A, a definitely a good game to to watch. Um, next up, we'll talk about um, the Falcons. Actually, no, we'll talk about the Jags at the Panthers. And Panthers took that one thirty four to twenty seven. But Gardner Minshew had three hundred and seventy four yards and two touchdowns. You know this guy. Gardner Minshew came to play, you know, and and I think that similar similarly to this, uh, you know, 
to the Nick Foles situation with Carson Wentz in Philadelphia might be a little too early. But have we possibly have? Do we possibly have that same situation here in Jacksonville? You know, first first game of the season. You know, Nick Foles gets out, and boom, Gardner Minshew comes in, and look at where. I mean, they're not. They're two and three. Not horrible. But, you know, Gardner Minshew is doing his thing. For a young guy, he's doing his thing. You know, 374 yards, a two touchdown. Only sacked twice. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and then you have Leonard Fournette with 108 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, we see that Carolina, Carolina did struggle a bit. On offense, you know, Kyle Allen only had 181 yards and a touchdown, but Christian McCaffrey, where would this Panthers team be without Christian McCaffrey is my question. You know, this is a guy um, that, you know, during preseason, um, you know, or, or I believe it was preseason or the offseason, we saw this guy and he looked massive. You know, he came back... Um, like he ate the old Christian McCaffrey, you know, this guy's huge now. And and I think he's really, really starting to solidify himself, you know, amongst early MVP candidates along with probably, you know, uh, um, Patrick Mahomes. But Christian McCaffrey, 176 yards rushing and two touchdowns, not to mention 61 yards receiving. So he had himself a 230-plus yard day um, with three touchdowns. And this guy is, this guy is, He's a great player to watch. If you don't watch Carolina Panthers, uh, if you're not a fan of the Panthers, you should be a fan of Christian McCaffrey. You know, with with the the decline we're seeing in production from Zeke and Saquon out, and Alvin Kamara even not being uh, as productive as he he you know ha- has been in recent years, Christian McCaffrey is a guy to watch, definitely for sure. So, um, but next up we're gonna talk about. Um, you know, next up we're going to talk about the Falcons at Texans game. And the Texans took this one 53-32. Um, Deshaun Watson had 426 yards and five touchdowns and 47 yards rushing. And Will Fuller had himself a hell of a game. He caught everything that was thrown to him. 217 yards and three touchdowns in that game. Um, really, really a, a, a kind of a runaway game for the uh you know, for the Texans, but, you know, Deshaun Watson, he that's his career high, 426 yards, and it's his personal best of five touchdowns, so, um, overall, a really, really good game, not to mention, um, another touchdown was capped by, um, Carlos Hyde, 60 yards and a touchdown on the, on the ground for, for this team as well, so, you know, overall, a really, really good game, very, very good game, Darren Fells for, Houston also had two touchdowns, um, you know, two, two receptions for 20 yards, so he was able to get the job done when he was targeted, and uh, overall a really good game, you know, a really, really good game for this uh, for this Houston team, uh, something I believe they needed, you know, starting off the season three and two, really kind of, you know, they've had a couple games where they should have won, so I think that this was a good one for them to, to uh, be at home and be able to win this one, so... Uh, the next game we'll talk about is the Broncos and the Chargers. Um, that was a good game to watch. I mean, kind of, right? Defense? Go defense. Um, 
Broncos scored the first 14 points in the first quarter. That would have been all they needed to win this game. Um, you know, Vic Fangio, he wins his first game as a Broncos head coach. And, um, you know, Vic Fangio was a guy, I believe, who came from the Bears organization. And, um, you know, we do see that that toughness, that gritty defense um, from Fangio as, as the Broncos coach. But um, on the offensive side of the ball is really where they're struggling. So I don't really see them winning too many games. But I definitely, looking back, you know, to just January, this Chargers team was a team that people were saying could win the Super Bowl. And, you know, five weeks in, under 500, this team does not look anything like the team they did last year at all. It's disappointing to watch this team, uh, you know, now. You know, they struggle on offense. Um, their defense isn't the same. It, it's very, very tough to watch this Chargers team. And just the incredible decline so quickly um, is actually pretty crazy to see. But um, we'll move on and we'll talk about maybe the second most talked about game. And, and we talked about this, me and uh, Mark, the other day um on our on our episode but you know he's a guy who's a fan of the Packers and I was saying you know that Dak Prescott has to come out and he has to do some big things if this Cowboys team wants to win because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers you know being you know uh, a bit of a Bears fan I mean I've seen him do some things to the Bears that uh you know because he's he's a good quarterback man I I, I you got to you gotta when you find when you see greatness, you have to appreciate it. And, and Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, and he really outperformed Dak Prescott. You know, although Dak Prescott had 463 yards, um, it's just that you know Aaron Rodgers was able to put points up on the board in the first half when it really really mattered. Dallas was completely shut out in the first half. It was 17-0 going into the you know the second half, and. Um, I did say that this was going to be a second half game for the Cowboys, and I was right. But they just didn't have enough, you know. Aaron Rodgers had 238 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers' team as a whole outperformed outperformed Dallas. You know, Dak Prescott has the better numbers, um, but he did throw three interceptions. And those three interceptions, he's hurting his team more than he's helping his team. So, um yeah, he had he he styled, uh, he stocked up the numbers with uh, you know throwing the ball and and getting the yards, but um, you know Ezekiel Elliott, yeah, he had a touchdown, but 62 yards from a guy like him compared to you know when you look at the other side of the ball, Aaron Jones had 107 yards with four touchdowns, you know. So when you really sit back and look at these da- these games, um, it's very very easy to tell that Aaron Jones had the upper hand as a quarterback, I mean, as a, as the running back, but Dak Prescott maybe, maybe was close to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was able to put his team into positions to score. Dak Prescott limited his team because of the, the errors that he's made. So unfortunately it was a rough, rough game for this, uh, this, this Cowboys team and they lose that game, you know, so they moved to, um, they moved to three and two. The Packers are four and one, and I believe they have sole possession of first place in the um, NFC Central Division. So, um, 
or is it Central or North? It's one of the two. I, I completely forgot. But um, they do have, I believe, first place, um, full first place possession in that division. So, uh, but the next game we're going to talk about is probably the most talked about game um, that weekend. And Jacoby Brissett and the Colts were able to shut down the Kansas City Chiefs. And that was a game that I sat back and watched and was really, really just amazed. Um, Not seeing Patrick Mahomes do the things that Patrick Mahomes does. Yes, he did have 320 yards. Yes, he did throw a touchdown. Get that. But, you know, it's just the fact that... um, This team struggled a lot. This team struggled a lot on the, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. And they couldn't really move. Um, You know, Jacoby Brissett had 151 yards and a touchdown um, rushing. And he also had an interception. But, um, you know, when when it comes to the Chiefs, yeah, Patrick Mahomes had a touchdown, 321 yards. They got no offense from, uh, no scores from their their rushing, and uh, they were, you know, they were from their rushers, and you know, their leading rusher only had 23 yards, so they weren't really able to do what they wanted to do in this game, um, which is why we got to see this Indianapolis team, you know, sh- uh, you know, walk away with a win, and um, really kind of seeing Kansas City struggle like this, taking their first loss of the season. That now only leaves San Francisco and uh, San Francisco and New England as the two undefeated teams, and it's crazy because just a couple years ago, you had all three of these guys in your locker room with Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Tom Brady, and we now see Garoppolo and Brissett as the face faces of two different uh, franchises. You know, um, so. That was a hell of a game to watch, and he was Mahomes struggled. Um, although the numbers may not seem like it, he was he, he did struggle, and it was a good game to watch. So I definitely would love to see how this Chiefs team bounces back next week. Um, they will be playing the Texans, and you know they are favored by four and a half points. So um, I think though, with them coming off of a loss like this, and the Texans. Coming off of a big win, it should be a really, really exciting game to watch. Um, next up, we're going to talk about, uh, really quickly, the Cardinals winning 26-23 um, at the Bengals. Kyler Murray at 253 yards, 93 yards, and um, a touchdown rushing the ball. Andy Dalton at 262 yards and two touchdowns. And it's the first win of the season for the Cardinals. So, um, Kyler Murray was able to pull through, and I've been saying that Kyler Murray is a guy that... Um, you know, I believe he's uh, once he really kind of gets set and he uh, gets a bit of a better team around him, they're going to win some games. Kyler Murray's a good player. Um, next up, last game we'll talk about before we uh, move on to baseball is the Bills at the Titans. Bills won that fourteen to seven. Josh Allen had two hundred nineteen yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Mariota had had one hundred eighty three yards, while Derrick Henry had seventy eight yards on the ground and a touchdown. Um, so the Bills do improve their record as well. Now, for the moment I've been waiting for, for, you know, 
this entire podcast. Baseball, playoff baseball, a lot of crazy stuff is going on, man. A lot of crazy stuff is going on right now. Um, as you guys know, I'm a big um, I, I've, I'm a big supporter of the Houston Astros, and um, going into this podcast, there will be a game five, and I, I don't think anyone realizes how nervous I am right now. Um, as an Astros, I'm a big Astros fan. Uh, I really want to get this out there just so everyone knows because it wasn't when they won the championship that I became a fan. Um, big fan of Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, uh, those guys. You know, guys that that uh, hustle, show a lot of heart. Altuve as well, Springer. Uh, a lot, a lot of those guys on that team um, are are simply simply amazing players to watch, and this is why I follow that team. So um, I just want to clarify that. But um, you know, on the last episode, we talked about the Astros were were up in the series and. Um, really thought they were going to be able to walk away with a win, but no, the, uh, you know, game three came and the Rays took that 10 to three and Altuve, uh, gets the Strohs on the board with a solo shot. Granky goes, you know, three for three, three and two thirds, um, six earned runs, five Ks. But what happened to this lineup? I mean, Springer was 0 for five. George Springer, a guy who um, was, you know, was was a leader in, you know, who's a leader in that clubhouse, who's a guy who really in the playoffs came come alive. Um, you know, George Springer, you know, last year, even in the World Series, you know, he was a guy that really, really performed well. And we see through the, you know, the first three games, he was, I believe he was 0-4... I believe he was 0 for 8 in the first two and then now 0 for 13 in the first three games. So, um, very, very disappointing uh, performance from George Springer. And I think that, um, you know, even game four, game four went similarly too. We're going to talk about game four right now, um, or right before, but uh, right before we talk about game four, we're going to finish off with the quick stats for the Rays. Charlie Morton had five innings pitched, three hits, and an earned run. Uh, Kiermaier hit a three-run shot to give him the lead. Choi hit a solo shot. Lowe hit a solo shot. And then, you know, very disappointing. I'm so sorry. But with Justin Verlander on the mound, you know, Tampa Bay put up three runs in the first inning. He went three, point, uh, he went three and two-thirds, um, four earned runs. Five Ks, three walks. Um, you know, it was man, it was a it was a rough, rough, rough win. I mean, a rough loss for this Astros team. You know, um, losing both games at you know at Tampa was really, really hard on that team. You know, especially when you have the Yankees who swept the Twins, um, a team that. You know, the Yankees have had questions with their starting pitching all, all season long. Um, not to mention, they've had all these type of injuries, on you know, guys on the injured list. And then you have the the Twins who have set historic records offensively this season. 
and they go down in three games, and the Tampa Bay Rays are the team is the team that's sending you to a game five, win or go home on Thursday. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, my opinion, very, very frustrated with this Astros team. George Springer did play well. Uh, he went two for four, but you know that only gets him up to um, two for seventeen on the you know the first four games of the postseason. I really, really think he's going to improve upon that. Um, Carlos Correa, another guy, he went 0 for 3, a guy that, as I said, I'm a fan of, but he needs to start to perform well if this Houston team, um, really, really wants to succeed and, and, and get past this race team, as crazy as it sounds, you know, with the Houston obviously being the better team, but losing two of the most important games with two of their best pitchers on the mound, you know, game five, they're going to have Garrett Cole, um, and they need runs. This Houston team needs runs. Bad. You know, Tampa has scored 14 runs in the last two games compared to the the Astros four. So we really need to see a different Astros team on Thursday um, or they're going to be going home. So I hate to say it, but um, we'll see how this Astros team performs. So um, moving along. Oh, wow. The Braves and the Cardinals and and this is going to do a game five. And then Wow. The you know I I can't believe it. The Braves had their chances. And the Cardinals, don't get me wrong, the Cardinals are a very good team. But these baby Braves have guys like Ronald Acuna, have guys like Ozzy Albies, have guys like Dansby Swanson, Freddie Freeman, Dallas Keiko, Max Fried, Mike Soroka. And and how are you how are you allowing this to happen? You know? I mean don't I I I I'm very worried for game 5 for this Braves team. Very worried for for game 5. Um you know the Braves um you know we'll talk about really quickly um you know they lost game 4 uh 5 to 4 in the 10th inning. And Keiko went three and uh, three and a third with three runs, three earned, four strikeouts. St. Louis jumped out on top early, scoring two runs in the first. Atlanta came back in the fifth and took a 4-3 lead. St. Louis tied the game in the eighth, and then Molina delivered a sack fly um, to right to end the game. And, you know, Yadier Molina really, really is a guy who I believe is going to go down in Cardinals history because of, you know, just look at him. The guy, the guy does really good things for this ball club. And um, you know, pitching for them, Dakota Hudson went four and two thirds innings pitched, four runs, one earned, and two strikeouts. So um, you know, the Dodgers, Dodgers also lost. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you know, Dodgers also lost six to one. You know, and. If I'm a Dodgers fan, I am absolutely terrified of this moment because all season long, 
You know, Cody Bellinger's playing at an MVP level, and Ryu's pitching amazing, and Bueller's pitching amazing, and you just got sent to a Game 5 by the Washington Nationals, who barely, barely won in the wild card game. Barely won in the wild card game, and you're losing. You're gonna. I believe I, I'm going to predict that the Nationals win this series because all the momentum is in their favor. You have Strasburg, who's going to be on the mound for Game Five. So, I, I genuinely, genuinely think that this Dodgers team is going to choke. Don't know how, but I think it's going to happen. You know. Scherzer goes in that game four win for the Nationals. Scherzer goes seven innings pitched, one earned run, seven Ks. Um, Rich Hill went two and two-thirds innings pitched with one earned run. And, you know, Dodgers jumped out the gate early scoring the first run. But the Nationals answered in the bottom of the third and took the lead in the bottom of the fifth after scoring four runs. And they took a 5-1 lead and shut down the Dodgers for the rest of the game. I mean, this Dodgers team is probably going to roll out with Walker Buehler on, uh, for Game 5, while the Nationals are most likely going to have Strasburg up after the Scherzer start. And we're going to really see. I think, like I said, I think this team is going to choke. I think the Dodgers are going to choke. And I think the Nationals are going to get their first post-series win, postseason series win in franchise history. And it's going to be a hell of a game. It's going to be a hell of a game to watch. Keep an eye out for Game 5. Um, so, next up, lastly, uh, I did mention it before, but the Yankees and the Twins did play. Um, Yankees beat the Twins 5-1. to one. Severino went four innings pitched, four hits, zero earned. Odorizzi had five innings pitched, five hits, two earned runs. And Torres, Labor Torres with a home run and two doubles. All I really, really have to say about this is that I know for a fact that the Cubs are really, really, really upset, man, right now. They have to be. You know, Glaber Torres is a guy that they gave up for Aroldis Chapman a couple years ago to win that World Series. Aroldis Chapman leaves the organization. By the way, Aroldis Chapman almost threw that game away. No one seems to remember that because the Cubs won. Aroldis Chapman almost threw the game away. Let's remember that. So you gave up Glaber Torres for him. Then he goes back to New York. So New York gets exactly what they wanted. They got their second baseman. And they got their closer back. How much better could that be for that team? You know, and now we see this Yankees team. You know, with the way the Astros have been playing in the last two games, this Yankees team looks much better because of the just their offense is clicking on all cylinders. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, this... This team scored eight runs in game two, ten runs in game one, five runs in you know in game three. So they they put together twenty three runs in three games, and this Astros team has not been able to replicate that. You know this, um, you know they scored six in the first game, uh, three in the second. So they're at nine through two games. Game three comes around, they they score three more. They're at twelve through three games. Game four comes around, they're at 13 through four games, you know, and really just seeing this team, 
You know, 14 through four games compared to the Yankees, 23 through three is a big difference. You know, this Yankees team is really hitting the ball, hitting the stitches off of the ball. Everyone is contributing to their, you know, to their wins. And it's really, really impressive. So even as an Astros fan right now, very, very worried um, for what's to come. But, um, you know, really, as you know, as I've been saying, game five, for the Cardinals and the Braves is going to be um, a hell of a game to watch, in my opinion. Um, I definitely think that that is going to be uh, one of the more popular games on. But, you know, especially because the Braves are at home and, you know, they're favored heavily and similar to the Nationals and Dodgers. But I really think that the Braves can pull this off. I would be very happy because I, I want to see the Braves be able to go out and play. Um, you know, they, they play a really fun brand of baseball, and I love to see that. You know, the young guys that they have on their team really kind of make it really fun to watch them. So, you know, I also want to see how this team, you know, grows. Um, I really want to see how they perform. Um, you know, they performed poorly in the last two games, but... I really would like to see how they perform in, uh, you know, in the championship round against possibly the Nationals or the Dodgers. So um, we'll talk about that. Like I said, I'm going to try to crank out a couple episodes um, by tomorrow, by Friday. Um, so you know, this is uh, it's really just going to be fun to watch. We're going to see. Um, definitely, definitely want to get to talk about Game Five. Uh, you know for the Dodgers and Nationals, and then we'll talk about Game 5 for the Braves and, and the Cardinals. So I'm excited. We're going to have a good week. It's been a really, really fun week of baseball, though, for sure. Um, as I was saying, Nationals and Dodgers are is also going to be on later today. And, um, you know, it's it's going to be exciting to really get to see this, this team uh, because I think the Nationals have all the momentum. And I think the Dodgers are going to choke. And, you know, I think that, you know, it's going to it's gonna be very similar to, um, you know, what they've just done in the, in the playoffs every other year. You know, I think that ultimately it's going to come down to this. Kershaw is going to get the ball, whether it's early or late in the game. He's going to. Put his team in a bad position. He's gonna give up, you know. He's gonna, I, I don't know. I maybe load the bases, walk a couple guys. Um, typically, like I said, they're gonna most likely have Walker Bueller up on the mound for Game Five. I believe um, it is Walker Bueller. Um, and I think what's gonna happen is they're gonna yank Bueller relatively early, probably fourth or fifth inning, maybe fifth inning, if you know, um, really just to start getting the bullpen guys out there and. Kershaw's going to come in, and he's going to put this team in a bad position. And I think that, um, I think the Nationals are going to um, really kind of capitalize on, on that. And they're going to hit Kershaw, or they're going to be patient with him, and they're going to let him walk him. But overall, I definitely believe that the Dodgers are going to lose this game. I'm going to say they lose it close. 4-3, 4-3. 4-3 or 3-2. to two. I don't predict that many runs in this game, but just watch.
the Nationals are going to go to the NLCS. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully my Braves can do the same thing. Wait, I did say my Braves. Don't want to show a bias here, but the baby Braves. I love watching this Braves team play baseball just because, as I said before, you know, they had, they, they play with such energy. And Ronald Acuna is, is electric, you know. Just watching this guy, you know, makes me want to be a fan of them too, you know. I, because personally, I love to just... You know, I love to just, as a baseball player myself, I love to absolutely, you know, be able to um, see a type of baseball that really kind of um, hits home, you know, you know, playing in, in high school and college and, um, you know, the atmosphere is, is much different, you know, there's so much fun um, in the dugout and, and these guys bring that to this team, you know, there's a lot of teams that do do that now, um, you know, with the younger core guys that they have. And I think that this Braves team is so fun to watch that I just want to keep seeing them get better and better and better and better and better until they are competing for a world championship. Um, but um, as I was saying, then we'll uh, we'll preview. Man, game five for the Astros. Garrett Cole's on the mound. I believe. Um, I believe the Rays are going to have Glass now up on the mound for them, and. They were able to, you know, Tampa Bay was able to, you know, um, my apologies, Houston was able to take that game from Tyler Glass now, um, and I really, really hope they can jump on early because Garrett Cole is going to need the run support. Garrett Cole is, is going to have himself a game, as usual, coming off of a 15 strikeout game, I don't see him having anything less of a stellar game, you know, um, predict. I'm going to predict 11 strikeouts for him today. Or uh, for him on Thursday, and uh, and um, you know I, I really think that this Houston team, not only do they need to win this game, but they need to run away with this game. And the reason I say that is because you being the best team in baseball based off record, obviously, and uh, you know the players that they have as a cohesive group, this team is viewed as the best team in baseball. You know, so if they are able to perform the way they should in a game five situation with their best pitcher this season on the mound, Justin Verlander is Justin Verlander, but we can't, we cannot discredit Garrett Cole for what he's done for this team this year. 320 plus strikeouts and a, a sub three ERA, um, men, multiple, multiple, multiple back to back, um, you know, 10 plus strikeout games. I really think that this Rays team um, is not going to be able to handle the Houston Astros on Thursday night. Uh, so we will see how this this develops. But um, you know, and then I will I do want to touch on NBA a little bit because um, you know preseason starting and and um, it's a it's going to be a really fun year. It's going to be a really really fun year. In the NBA this year, and I'm very, very excited because, um, you know, with preseason going on, although we're not seeing a lot of guys like starting to team up uh, or play together yet, um, just because of you know injuries or surgeries or, et cetera, et cetera. I think that this is going to be a really, really fun year of NBA basketball, and I'm very, very excited to see how um, this season progresses. Um, you know, we're gonna see. 
the Lakers start to, you know, come to form, and then we're going to see the Clippers, and then we're going to see the new-look Nets with Kyrie up, at, at, um, you know, manning, manning the point, you know, with KD out. It's going to be a hell of a season, and I'm very excited to watch um, the NBA this year. And, um, you know, I'm going to give uh, a hot take on all three of the sports that we've talked about today. So football, I'm going to say that Patrick Mahomes is going to win MVP again, but it's going to be close with Christian McCaffrey. I think Christian McCaffrey is putting putting on a hell of a year, and I think that... um, you know, Christian McCaffrey is going to be able to do some things, especially with Cam Newton out, that really, really bring light to this Panthers team. Um, so I'm going to say that, that it's going to be a really close tie between for MVP between Mahomes and McCaffrey. Um, then for baseball, I mean, I guess I've already made a hot take where I said the Dodgers are going to choke today, but... Um, I'm going to say that the Dodgers lose this series. The Braves win their series, and the Braves go to the World Series and lose to the Houston Astros. I'm still going to bet that the Astros come back and win this series, you know, against Tampa Bay on Thursday, and they beat the Yankees in the ALCS, and then it's going to be the Braves and the Astros in the World Series, and... The Astros are going to take the World Series home this year. So, um, and lastly, uh, for just quick NBA, you know, I just, I'm actually waiting up until uh, closer when the season starts. I have something really, really special planned for a podcast episode. And uh, we're going to have a, a great, great conversation. Me and, uh, me and uh, my guests have already discussed it. We're gonna. We're very excited for that. But early, early hot take. Prior to the the real NBA discussion, um, the Lakers are gonna win the chip this year. So, a uh, couple quick hot takes for you guys, and I I really hope you enjoyed this episode today. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be working uh, very hard in my spare time to put out two more episodes before Friday, and. Um, We're going to get you guys the content you deserve. So thank you all for listening, and we will see you on episode 8.